Hey everyone and welcome to today's podcast number 7 I think of 10 So this one is uh, about something that I go on about all the time um, And something you might not really believe <laughs> um, Is just the fact that like I'm, I'm someone who has maybe created upwards of 500 recipes Um and posted them either online or put them in recipe books or both. And it might surprise you that I've probably got about three to five recipes that are go-to for me for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, and for some snacks, right? Um, For each one, right? So let's say a total of 15, 20 um, recipes total. And uh, like just in my head that, Again, I don't necessarily think about when I make them. I just make them and know that they're roughly thereabouts. Um, I've spoke about how the fact that I don't track my calories anymore. The only time I track my calories is when I'm making a recipe, um, a new recipe, and I'm trying to film a video. Um, I don't find it benefits me in any way, shape, or form focusing on that unless I had a specific goal that meant that that's what I would do. And... uh, the ability to have these kind of staples in your brain because we're, we're creatures of habit. Um, and I've spoken to clients about this before and I get them to fill in a... And they'll know this more in the new year when I launch the the new system. Um, they have to basically identify these meals because once you do that, you're basically armed with the ability to kind of take on any given scenario um, and know exactly what it is that you kind of can allow yourself to I guess be a be a part of um because whenever you are out in restaurants or you are passing takeaways or whatever instead of having this kind of thing in your head that you're cheating on your diet or you're not doing well if you have these staples in your head and you know roughly what's in them uh it kind of just gives the control back to you. Um, and that is, that's a major factor when it comes to consistency. So with regards to your staple meals, um, with regards to getting your food shopping, one thing you might really want to look at here is just looking at a, a protein source or two different types of protein sources, first of all. Um, so if you look at a, a protein source that's prepped so that might be like a slow cooker curry my mango curry uh, is probably one of my favorites my most popular one is my chicken chasney again that's like slow cooker stuff um barbecue ch- like whatever it, any of my kind of protein based uh like chicken slow cooker meals or even actually like the taco mince or, or something like that right Cook that in bulk and see when you've got the protein source in bulk, then you can mix it up. Mix it up with the wraps that you use, the the rice that you use. Maybe you have extra salad, you have extra air fried veg, or you have extra veg in general. And you've got the ability then to be adaptable. When you know you've got your protein in, uh, you know your protein's tasty, then you can adapt the sauces around it, you can adapt it, the sides around it based on your calories, and that gives you a lot of control. So that's the first thing that I would say. The second thing I would say is have some easy high-protein snacks, baby bells, uh, high-protein yogurts, um, even like uh, any sort of like 
I, I was going to say protein bars, but to be honest, I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I really have them. Uh, just keep it really, really simple. Um, because I'm doing this off the cuff, uh, I don't want to ramble on and I've got a full recipe. So if you've not got my recipe book, um, go and get that. And if you're a client, <laughs> go and look at it. Um, I covered it all in there anyway. But just one thing, and the reason why I wanted to make this like super actionable and simple was just identifying these two things mainly is identify a protein source that you can make each week um, and maybe you want to mix that up uh, and that will do you for a few meals um, whether it's the mince whether it's a curry or whatever and then you've also got the um, ability to have maybe some protein sources that are pre-made and be realistic with it is it cooked chicken if you're going to cook chicken and you're 100% going to do it, fine. But maybe you have to buy some cooked chicken. And I've done a, I've done a, done, I've done a done. <laughs> I've done a video on this before, even just a few weeks back for my clients. Um, I think it was called like Nutri Nuggets or something. And uh, I kind of referenced this, and some people said I didn't even think about it like that because people don't really talk about that sort of stuff. It's like everyone's a bit optimizing and I always think you need to standardize before you optimize so unless if you're able to have some pre-cooked chicken and somebody else has cooked it and it's maybe got some preservatives or whatever in it then by all means do that and then when you can do that consistently then maybe go for the organic raw grass-fed um <laughs> meat like do you know like I just feel as if so many people try and almost give themselves semi a uh, semi-excuse by like filling themselves up with all this gobbledygook when realistically they just need to actually order less takeaways and, and eat more whole foods where possible and where they have to have some packet stuff then by all means do it um but uh, i don't know if i'm in 10 minutes or not so i'll end the podcast there hopefully you took some value from this um I, I'm, i'll name this something like simple food tips and takeaways um in under 10 minutes so hope you enjoyed and i'll see you in the next one Bye bye